What is the essence of life? Why do we live? What is the purpose with the essence of our life? Is it our striving for a happy life, whatever that may be? There is somehow the gnawing feeling in us that despite everything we are pursuing or have already accomplished, we haven't really come close to the essence of our life. We might hear or read sometimes that we are divine and eternal beings, but look at us with all our shortcomings. And even in moments when we feel good about ourselves, it doesn't seem complete. Something important seems to be lacking. If we are divine beings within, why can we not see, the, see it? We are coming from God, but we are nature beings with an eye consciousness, an eye that we sometimes call good and sometimes bad. There is nothing divine or eternal about the eye consciousness. Can we connect with the divine? Yes, to connect with the divine is the true purpose of our life here on earth. Our inner longing is propelling us towards this connection. We human beings of this nature are the inhabitants of an eternal microcosm. The image shows it as a sphere, but it is actually not a sphere because it has no circumference, no beginning and no end. The microcosm does not belong to our realm of time and space. It is eternal and belongs to the universal life field of the absolute. But the microcosm cannot manifest itself because its intended inhabitant, the spiritual being, is present only as a tiny, dormant seed. This seed, a spark of the eternal spirit, is at the center of the microcosm and coincides with the location of our heart. But we, in our current state of consciousness, have no means to connect to the microcosm or to the spirit spark because we only have the perceptions of our eye consciousness. A new consciousness is needed, one that is not bound to this three-dimensional nature, a consciousness that does not identify itself with its own projections and senses. The key is the spirit spark in our heart that what we experience as longing and seeking for the truth is the calling of the spirit. Our familiar 3D mind cannot grasp it, and yet it is still there, 
as a deep certainty within us. This spark of the spirit, this universal principle within us wants to unfold. It contains the entire blueprint and the power to become the true spiritual human being that is meant to manifest in the microcosm. And now we will make a big leap and will look at everything from a very broad perspective. We will try to bring the purpose of our lives into contact with the great divine plan. We will use this diagram to explain about life in itself, its multidimensionality, as well as the absolute behind everything that is. We are well aware that such magnitude cannot easily be grasped with our mind or expressed in words, and certainly not in a drawing. Above all and everything is the absolute, God, Brahman. We can understand it as the unmanifested unity. From it comes forth the manifestation, the in total unity. This manifestation is an image of the absolute being. Here we show it as a threefold unity of spirit, consciousness, and matter, or spirit, soul, and body. Spirit coming into manifestation is shown here as the arc on the top left. Matter is shown in the arc rising from the bottom left. And consciousness sits between these two arcs. To reflect the image of God, the tri-unity between spirit, matter, and consciousness needs to be restored. The image shows how the tri-unity is evolving. You can recognize the development of nature as we know it. Mineral, plant, animal, and human and the corresponding states of consciousness. There is a Sufi quote that illustrates this very well. God sleeps in the rock, dreams in the plant, stirs in the animal, and awakens in the human. We will focus now on the middle part of the diagram, the consciousness of the human being our consciousness. It follows the process of evolution until it reaches self-awareness, here highlighted in blue. The arcs of spirit and matter slowly approach each other, and when the evolving conscious human reaches self-awareness, he or she can then become the connection between spirit and matter. It is the beginning of the manifestation of a being that will eventually be able to truly reflect the glory of the Absolute, a being that is the image of God. 
You can see this intended development here on the right side upper arc, moving from new consciousness to spiritual consciousness to spiritual being. By becoming self-aware, we as human beings reach a very crucial point. With self-awareness comes free will. Only a being that is self-aware can choose to truly reflect the Absolute. To become such an image of the Absolute, it needs to identify itself with God, the All, the unity of everything. A very long time ago, some beings chose to no longer identify with the all, with the unity, but instead identified with themselves, their own needs and desires. Think of the myth of the fallen angel Lucifer. He became impressed with his own power and beauty and began to desire for himself the glory and honor that belong to God alone. You are prob probably aware with the familiar story about Adam and Eve leaving Eden. This is the birth of the self-centered awareness, our eye consciousness. It identifies with its own senses projections, thoughts, and so on. It creates a reality of me as the center and the outside of me that is either good or bad. This self-centered consciousness identifies with its self-created reality of opposites. It can no longer perceive the universal unity of nature, even though it is always present. This state of consciousness, of being separated from the universal nature, is described as the leaving of Eden. This is our situation here and now. The blue highlight at the center of the diagram shows where we are, the here and now. We cannot go back and become unconscious again, to be one with the universal nature, with Eden. Instead, we can only go forward. And the next step is to truly become self-aware. Imagine the connection between matter and the spirit in two parts. The first part is becoming self-aware. This is our awareness as an I-consciousness. Now, the process needs to continue to the second part. The I-consciousness making room for the spark of the spirit within, the new consciousness. Let us now focus on the circle that symbolizes the wheel of incarnation. This part of the diagram is the most relevant for us. The light in blue, the highlight in blue, on the lower part of the circle indicates 
where we are as mature adults. And it shows where we can go. We can continue to go around the wheel of birth and death, the black arrows. Or we can leave the wheel of incarnation on the golden path to the new consciousness. What happens on the wheel of birth and death when we die? We slowly disintegrate. You can see the different shades of green here. Our physical body as well as our more subtle bodies, including our eye consciousness. Only the energetic markers of all our experiences are left behind in the microcosm. With the next incarnation, a new personality will manifest in the microcosm, a new baby. The new person will be influenced by the energetic markers left behind by previous incarnations and will gather new experience in this life. This cycle keeps repeating countless times. Eventually, there are so many experiences collected in the microcosm that the person begins to question the purpose of all of this. The purpose of our struggles, our ambitions and hopes, and the futility of everything. In short, the meaning of life. The person is waking up to something else, to the voice of the spirit spark in the heart, the universal principle at the center of the microcosm. The person, we, begin to seek and become open for this other unearthly radiation. Slowly, we begin to shift our focus of our life away from our self-centered awareness and towards the universal principle in our heart. It is a process where something else is growing within us, something besides our familiar I consciousness, the new consciousness. This new consciousness is like the embryo of the spiritual human being that once was and is meant to be the inhabitant of the microcosm again. We are meant to become the instrument, the vehicle of the other one within. We are like the caterpillar that gives up its own identity to become the butterfly. This is the true purpose of life for the caterpillar. And for our life, our purpose is making room so this new consciousness within can grow. To bring this back to our diagram, we are at the crossroads where we can choose either another round on the wheel of birth and death following the black arrows or following the golden line from self-awareness to new consciousness, 
building the second part of the connection by becoming truly self-aware. Then the new consciousness and the microcosm will eventually grow into a new spiritual being that can reflect the glory of the absolute. Let us now bring everything we said into a more practical context for our lives. We are part of the divine plan, whether we are aware of it or not. The radiation of the universal life field is always present. When we experience this inner yearning for something we cannot even name, when we seek to find answers about the meaning of our life, then we can actually hear the voice of the eternal within us. If we follow it, then this yearning can guide us on our inner path and also in our daily life. Sometimes we may hear it very clearly and sometimes not at all. It is part of the inner process to learn to recognize this yearning and clear away what is muffling it. What muffles it? Everything that keeps us entangled in the commotions of the polarity of our eye consciousness, our emotions, our opinions, our taking sides for this or that, and engaging in conflict. We can learn to recognize how all these factors toss us around like a leaf in the wind. Already by acknowledging how we are driven by this emotion or that reaction, we, cre we create a bit more space for the other voice within us. And so it becomes possible to engage a little less in the emotional turmoil of our eye consciousness. For, the, for instance, in the evening before going to sleep, we can reflect on our day, not by evaluating it as here I did good and there I did poorly. No, but just by acknowledging it. Then we can attune ourselves our thoughts and our awareness to the yearning of the eternal within us. By this, the other one can slowly grow within us and we can let it become the center of our life. By this, the new consciousness unfolds. And so we can approach step by step the true essence of our life and fulfill our part in the great divine plan. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.